What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and co-host. As far as I know, I don't think she's ever fallen off a donkey, but she does have terrible luck with animals. <laughs> it's the one and only Teresa. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? And donkeys like me. You've, you've had a, a donkey encounter. I've pet a donkey. I have ridden a half donkey. <laughs> a mule. A mule, yes. I was, I was there you. for that. <laughs> I was there for that. Yeah, that mule. You you did okay with that mule. You what are you talking about? You didn't fall off, but you were not in charge. Let's just say that. The, the, the he mule. He was hungry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So? The, the mule was in charge. You need to take the reins, quite literally, and control your mule. Listen, I don't like when I'm being bothered when I snack. Okay. I'm not going to bother when the mule snacks. You can empathize with the mule. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, the mule was my spirit animal. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So some some good encounters with donkeys. Yeah. You, you donkeys are nice. I like donkeys. Okay. Goats, not so much. I hate goats. Goats, not so much. I think goats should just... Fish, you don't like when they boop you. Well, yes. Fish, I don't, you don't like it. You don't like when they boop you. Um, uh, other animals, I don't know that, that they've caused you any harm, but you've caused quite a bit of harm to the animal kingdom. I got bitten by a, a large dog. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had like six or seven stitches in my head. Really? They had to shave part of my head. I, I do I do know that story. Okay. Yeah, that was my, um, my grandpa's girlfriend. Okay, all right. G- grandpa's girlfriend's dog. <laughs> I was like, you're calling your grandpa's girlfriend a dog? How dare no, you? No, her, her dog. It was a nice dog. It just was an old dog and wasn't used to me. And I got a little upset. All right. Well, still still doing all right then. So. Yeah, I love animals. You love animals. Not they, all of them. I really don't like goats. Not all of them love you. No. Not all of them love you. No. Not all of them love you. <laughs> but yes, you've never been thrown off an animal a la Debbie. No. Well, she kind of slid off of the donkey. She did a little. She yeah, slid. Yeah, she like, Whoa. A little bit of a slide. Yeah. But um, all that was cracked up to be. I would say they, they teased this for 12 episodes and it delivered. So long. It delivered. I'll, Debbie and Usama. Woo! Who saw this Woo! coming? Saw I think this? we all did. I think we all did. But there was a part of me that was like, oh my gosh, like. This might be real. No, what are, are you? What are you doing? No, 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 real like companionship, friends, right? Okay. No. In what world, guys? This is this is too too much juice. This is a lot of juice. Worth the squeeze though, and we're gonna squeeze it all out, real quick. We're on Instagram. Follow us there at Married Reality Pod. Message us. Check out the memes. We guys keep you updated on scheduling. So. At Married to Reality Pod on Instagram. It's a good time over there. Yes. Also, it's a very good time. It's a real good time on the Patreon. Okay, patreon.com slash Married to Reality. It is overflowing with goodness. Woo-hoo. The Silva sisters, they may have come to an end. Okay, they need to rest. They need let's, to hi- let's not talk about it because I'm still sad. <laughs> they need to hibernate. But <laughs> to fill that void, we had to, to deliver double the pleasure, double the fun. So we are doing Love in Paradise. Yes. Looking like a fiery season. Fiery season. And we're also doing Seeking Brother Husband. Another fiery season. 
guys, come over. Let's have fun with us. Talk to us. We chat. We comment. We have conversations. And no housekeeping. There's so no housekeeping. you that's don't true. even have to hear all this that, crap. That, that's very true. <laughs> well, there you I have, People might not know about the Patreon if it wasn't for this, as you call crap. That, that's very true. So how dare you? belittle this housekeeping we're trying to do people a favor we're trying to let people know we're on instagram and we have fun over there we're trying to let people know we're on patreon all right and we have fun over there okay patreon.com slash married to reality and yes there's a lot of content there's a lot of good times but it's also ad free so no matter what tier you you join it's ad free so you don't hear this you don't hear the sponsored ads it's all it's just content just a fire hose of content right at you fire hose indeed okay all right who are you calling a hoe <laughs> and uh, also make sure you follow the podcast wherever you're listening. So easy to do. You look down, you smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's as hot as the already mentioned, the one and only donkey. The donkey's hot. Very hot. It's a hot animal. All right. Yeah, oh. It's very cute. It's very cute. It's very <laughs> it's hot. Cute. Also, fun fact about donkeys to just to add to what was already said. Donkey was my favorite stuffed animal when I was a child. And I still have the donkey right behind you. Is it? It's in the drawer. Uh, I'm not going to open it up. Um, Eeyore? Is it yeah. Eeyore? It's Eeyore? Yeah, it's the, it's the sad one from Winnie <laughs> the Pooh. I loved it. I loved, That's your I, spirit animal. I loved how sad he was all the time. Very negative. Yeah. But I kind of embraced it. You could relate. Turned it around. Yeah, beautiful. But. Yeah, you had Ricky Raccoon, I had sure Eeyore the donkey. So donkey's a big part of my lifestyle. All right, Raccoon's a big part of mine. So, all right, <laughs> smash like it's as hot as that donkey. And last but not least, if you haven't left a review, you guys know we love the reviews. It helps us. It's the wind in our sails. It helps the podcast get noticed. So if you haven't left a review, please, if you could take a few seconds, it would mean the world to us. And if you leave a five-star review and you write something, I'll read it on this podcast right here, right now. You have something, John. I got something I would love oh, to read. Okay. There is a, this is a, a five-star review that comes to us from our friend, Clown Hunter 5 Oh. Okay. Title. Hello. Hey, now. I love it. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey now. Hey, now. WNBC. <laughs> hey, now. WN. It sounds like I'm saying what you're saying. WNBC. 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 Okay. Hey, now. Teresa and John are so funny. Love the dynamic of a married couple who do not always agree. This Ooh. is my number one podcast for maths, below deck, rest in peace, at least for now, and 90 day. <laughs> Uh-oh. Love John, but his Captain Sandy impression sounds more like Thurston Howell III from Gilligan's Island. Thank you. Hey now, Clown Hunter, how dare you? Clown Hunter, you just made my day. I hope you're <laughs> listening because I could not stand John's <laughs> Captain Sandy, and I wasn't the only one, so I'm glad more people are speaking up. There was one friend of ours. <laughs> There's a whole petition going uh, on. There was me. Linda. Linda <laughs> said, if John's gonna if John's gonna do it again, I'm done listening to you guys. Uh, yeah, there's a whole petition. There's a whole <laughs> just for me to stop the Captain Sandy. Although this weekend we were at the beach and I think I whipped it out. I think I dusted it off. Yes, did little, you did. Did a little CS for you. Yes, you did. And I almost pulled over and kicked you out of the car. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> um, the, uh, the not being a fan of the impression, it's okay. Because the review. Beautiful. Beautiful. What Literally. a great review. <laughs> the, the name Clown Hunter is terrifying, but the lovely review. I love it. An absolutely lovely review. All right. Thank you. Are you terrified of clowns? Clown Hunter. Just, if you don't like clowns, just avoid them. But to actively go and hunt them terrifies me. I don't know. 
why clowns have such a bad reputation. I don't either. Maybe it's because the one of the serial killers from the 70s oh, era, he... Gianna that's, that's the one who had the dead kid uh, under his floor. Yeah, uh, uh, Gacy? Maybe, yeah. Gacy? Maybe that's why. John Gacy? Yes, it was him. It There's was a, him. Wasn't there a third name? John... Something Ooh. like that. But then I guess Stephen King made William? clowns creepy. Oh, it? Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, like, clowns are just like... Not that not John that Wayne creepy. Gacy. Yes. JWG. But Cloud Hunter, I mean, you do you. Love you do. the review. You do. Thank you for the review. All right. Should we do it? Should we do a little 90 day, by the way? Sure. Look at John doing all his homework. I do all my homework. Someone's got to do something <laughs> around here. At the what rest are you of, talking about? Someone's got to do some head down work I, over here. I, the social media president. <laughs> okay. I'm sure there's a couple of messages. And the dedicated driver, no matter where we go. That's very true. We were driving home from the beach this weekend, and I was doing my by the ways. Yeah, and I was paying attention and counting all the dead armadillos. Oh, they, that animal just likes to give up they on the side up. of the highway. <laughs> <laughs> like there's just so many. Just like, oh, there's another one. They oh, just give up. Even those who are up. not flattened. No, they just roll they over just and they say, up. enough is enough. Yeah. Is there an armadillo hunter out there? If there <laughs> is, leave us a five-star review. All right. All right. 90 day, by the way. Number one. This is going to be a little two for two. On the Tanya, by the way, is because last week we talked about her ill-timed calendar. <laughs> <laughs> a terrible time. What an epic fail. A terrible, uh, you know, mid-April. Uh, <laughs> releasing this calendar. So oh, boy. We talked about that. Now, I may have found where some of those photos for the sexy calendar were taken. Okay. Okay. A couple weeks ago, Tanya started a new video series on YouTube about van life. Oh, she's all over social media and YouTube. Is it? With, with the van life? Well, that's not new, is it? I don't. I don't think her love for travel and her her expeditions are new. But this video series is new. It's a couple of weeks old. I watched something about her van life. Okay, well, these are new. She apparently rented a van, took it to Shenandoah, and oh, I love Shenandoah. Shout out to Shenandoah, and filmed a couple of videos there. There are two videos up so far detailing her time in this rental van. And I think the, the whole idea is like, I'm going to rent these vans. I'm going to see what I like. And I'm going to purchase my own van. And I'm going to hit the road. Mm. Okay. But I watched some of these videos and they're pretty standard as far as van life video goes. Teresa and I are into RV videos. We, oh, yeah. But we like the fancy RVs. Yeah. I shout out to Laloho. Shout out to yeah, Long, Long Honeymoon. Long, Long Honeymoon. Shout out to Keep Your Daydream. KYD. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we love RV YouTube. <laughs> and so we're familiar with some of these types of videos. And, and, and Tanya starts out like your classic video. Campsite registration. First meal in the van. Setting up the water heat, right? I think I've seen that one. Okay. Well, this is all one video. These yeah, I, I, I saw something that was a, like a chopped snippet of it on, okay. on Instagram. Yeah, a little promotion. She's yeah. Doing. So all, all that, well okay. and good. And then a few minutes in to the second video, there's this segment, Nudes in the Wild. Oh. <laughs> not doing Nudes in the Wild. This is, a, this is a Tanya exclusive. And yes, you just see her topless taking photos. And, and so maybe that's... Where some of the photos for this calendar came from was Shenandoah or other national parks. Is it? You can, can you see her boobs in the video? You can see enough of her boobs to okay. know that 
I am ordering the calendar. Jeez. <laughs> I kid. I get this. But yeah, <laughs> if you want to check it out, search Life with Tanya on YouTube and you can see it for yourself. Yeah, let's do this van life. I got it got very popular. We very popular. we got it got so popular that some people got killed. Well, I don't think it's I don't think that's the reason they were killed. Oh no, that was just a bad relationship. Yeah. But I'm curious to see if Tanya can if Tanya can stick to something because I feel like she has a hard time sticking to one thing. She's all over the including place. Including her marriage. She's all over the place. All, all right. right. Number one. Number two. Buckle up, Teresa. Okay, mm-hmm, buckle mm-hmm. up for this one. Are you buckled? Sure. All right, you, look, you don't look buckled. <laughs> You're buckled. hyping it up, so you better be good. All right, Randy of Jen Rishi and Randy. Okay. All right, she's not an <gasps> international. She's an OnlyFans. Oh, close. Okay. Very close. She's not an international <laughs> model, as she says or pretends, but she is a wannabe actress. Okay. Mm-hmm. I found her IMDb Ooh. page. You want to hear her bio? Yeah. Here's her biography on IMDb. <laughs> Born in Muskegee, Oklahoma of Cherokee descent, she has two sisters named Kobe and Tipper. Attended the same high school as Nick Nolte, rock group 311, and Jamie. <laughs> I love how her claim to fame is that she's like somewhat in the sphere of other famous people. I literally don't understand any of the words you just said, but keep going. What do you mean? She went to the same high school as Nick Nolte, rock group 311, and Jamie King. <laughs> keep going. <Okay. laughs> Frequently performed. Here's her, her big claim to fame. Frequently performed in children's theater with Connor Oberst of Bright Eyes. Still. A band. But still, still lost. she's just still like <laughs> clinging on to people in her in her neighborhood, I guess, who've actually made it. Her first professional acting job was Ninety Day Fiance. No, but another number at Six Flags Fiesta, Texas, <laughs> in San Antonio. She attended University of Nebraska at Omaha on scholarship received from the Miss America organization. Okay. <laughs> Soon after moving to New York City, she worked as a nanny. Then, as an analyst on Wall Street. Thereafter, working in PR and marketing. I don't know who wrote this, but... uh, What degree did she get in everything? Like, bachelors of everything? I don't know. Here's where it gets very exciting. Okay. Teresa. Okay. Make sure you're buckled up. Okay. She appeared on the cover of the New York Post, Sunday, March 29th, 2009. (laughs) Very much to her own surprise. In an article about working as an exotic dancer after leaving a brokerage firm. So a lot of people, this was 2009, right? There was the financial crisis. You weren't yeah. here in the States yet. No. There was the financial crisis of 2008. All of these investment firms laid a ton of people off. So I guess a lot of these women went and turned to exotic dancing to pay the bills. So okay. the New York Post wrote this article. All right. So I got, I'm an, I'm an investigative journalist. I have to do a further investigation. I. You found it? I did a deep dive. I discovered she used to write a blog. <laughs> Do you want to know the, the web address? Yeah. WallStreetStripper.com. <laughs> WallStreetStripper.com, Teresa. So I know you've been trying to buy it and you can't because someone else has it. Jeez. It's Randy. Um, it's actually, it's, it's like a dead end site now that nothing really mm-hmm. shows if you go there. But because I am an investigative journalist, I used the Wayback Machine. On the internet. You know the Wayback Machine? No. Oh. 
It's like an internet archive. Guys, if you want to go back in time, quite literally, Google the Wayback Machine, click it, and then you can just put any URL in. You can put your company's website and see what it looked like 10 years ago. You can put CNN and go to a specific date. So I went to the Wayback oh. Machine. I put in wallstreetstripper.com and boop, there are a ton of her blog posts from as early as 2009 Jeez. where she's talking about stripping and her favorite tanning lotions, her review of the genie bra. <laughs> it's a wild website. What is the genie bra? I don't know, oh. but, uh, you know, it helps. Uh, it helps in the bra department. Okay. Um, my favorite part at least one. This of is this is this is wild. On this blog, she posted photos of herself in some of her work uniforms. Okay. Like her sexy NASA outfit. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is, this is a lot to process. I understand. I, I am processing. And, yes. and after this episode, I wasn't sure. I was like, really? Is Randy truly a licensed interventionalist? But after hearing all these other jobs she's had, I, I believe she is. That's very true. I, I was like, and I was thinking, how did she get to do that? What kind of a degree did she get in school? But I guess all kinds of she's degrees. She's done it all. She's worked at Six Flags. She went to school at 311. She was a stripper. She is a, on Wall Street. She's all over the place. Model, okay. actress. She's doing it all. Theresa. What else? What else is, is there? Well, Therese, I can't, I can't, that'd be the entire podcast if I went down her resume. It's pretty good, right? That's wild. Yeah, I'll do a deeper dive on the Wayback Machine because there's photos of her from 20 years ago, well, 15 years ago, that are like, oh, wow, look at you getting ready for work. Maybe we post something on the Patreon for Maybe our post friends. On the page. Maybe post on the page a little bit. That's wow. Not a bad idea. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Right. I mean, I knew that she's thirsty for fame because she's the one's like, okay, uh, so she is not going to check on her. I'm going to do that. Like she's trying to get all yeah. the, all the screen time. She wants all time. the screen time she can get. And she was like, oh, okay. She invited us to talk to his parents. How about we tell the parents? Let, let right. us. What if I take the lead? And uh, Jen, you can be a supporting character if you want, <laughs> but I think I will steal the spotlight. Yeah, it's crazy. Isn't she married with kids? Yeah, she's married to a director. I hope her kids don't know how to use the time machine. She's married to the, a director. She splits her time between New York and California. I read it all. It's all it's all over the internet. It's wild. Wait, I thought she lives in Oklahoma. No, that's where she grew up. Then I think she moved to Nebraska for school. Is that uh, where Jen went to school? Because I think they mm, went to school together. Maybe. I think Jen's from Oklahoma. Yeah. Well, she's... They went to... Well, at least Randy went to school in Nebraska, I believe. Omaha. But, but she's from Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. That's how they know each yes. other. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's a lot to unpack, Teresa. Pretty wild, right? Wild. All right. I told you, you can unbuckle yourself now. All right. All right. Let's do it. Let's get into it. The reason we're here, Sunday night, 90 Day Fiance, The Other Way, Season 4, Episode 12. We're getting out there. This is a big episode. Should we start with, I mean, really the stars of this The stars of this. Episode. Debbie, Osama, and the poor donkey. The poor donkey. So- I've never enjoyed the comfort. I've never had the uh, the luxury of an upholstered toilet seat. But <laughs> my grandma used to have like a padded toilet seat, which Ew. was, it was like leather. Like I think it was like pleather, but it was cushiony. And it always gave me the heebie-jeebies. Every time I sat down, I was like, like you just sat down and it was like kind of, it was it's kind of just, comfortable, but also just felt uh, unsanitary. It's so unsanitary. 
I don't think I've ever seen it. And I would judge it so hard. I would rather pee my pants or yes. pee in the elsewhere. Yes, I think. I think an upholstered toilet seat is is unsanitary. Unless they wash it like once a day, which I That's, doubt. Maybe you can. Maybe it's like a steering wheel cover that you can pop off and throw it in the. Well, it machine. definitely is. You don't think? It, well, I mean, my grandma's was attached. No, this is definitely not attached. I'm okay. sure someone, I think, like his great grandma knitted it. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> Debbie's not really in love with the whole living situation. However. She's like, look at this shower. It's like a hose. It's like, Deb, that shower is fine. The shower, I mean, yeah, we've seen. Uh, way, worse. We've seen way worse. I'm like, are you complaining about the toilet seat? Yet it's a normal toilet. Yeah. Don't complain about the shower. Like, it's a normal shower. Uh, this this very season, we've seen Danielle and Johan. Oh, my gosh. And Johan does not have a shower. That's a of that true caliber. bucket. Yeah. Um, But somehow... Debbie can shit on these living conditions, and it doesn't seem privileged. If if Nicole said half the things Debbie said, if Danielle said half the things Debbie said, we'd all be like, what, this privileged American? For some reason, maybe it's her age, or she does need special accommodations, I guess, because of her age, but it just doesn't come across as privileged as it would if other people said it. I, it's because she doesn't complain about it. She, she makes a statement. Right. So observational. She, yeah. And she's like, I feel like I aged 10 years because I couldn't sleep well. My back hurts, which I can relate to. Mm-hmm. I could barely move two days ago. And, but she's not like, oh, this is horrible, disgusting. I'm not staying here. She just observed. And, and she moved on with gifts. And she's not trying to change it. Yeah. Which is a big difference. She's... A lot of people would say, no, we can't have this. Let's get a hotel. Let's swap the toilet oh, yeah. seats out. She's she's just commenting on this is different. Yeah. And it, it banged her up a little bit. But she she had a tough time. She got over it. And she has gifts to give. And what what great gifts. What? I, I've given you the same gift. You have. I give. First of all, why is dad, we'll get to the gifts in a second, but why is dad sitting the entire time like a guy getting a lap dance at a strip club? Because maybe that's what he's, what he's waiting that's for when she gift. said, I brought a gift from that's America. The real gift. <laughs> yeah, he's like leaned back, his legs are open, he's got this look on his face. But yes, the gift that Debbie has brought is this this very thoughtful painting kit. Yeah, because apparently dad used to love to paint. He went to school or he took like some courses. And that's something he wanted to do again as his passion. And Debbie just bringing him this gift was amazing. And and it was cute the way she was like, the only requirement is you paint me something special. I love that. She wanted a little souvenir. Yeah, and that's why I true I know Dad might be a little a little crazy, but she's not that crazy. She's still she's still being realistic to a certain point. And I just love the creativity. What is what is rooted in reality here? That she's asking for something in return? No, I in general, it's like Deb, right? Oh, wow. She's moving to Morocco to be with this young dude. We all think she's cuckoo, but she's still like, all right, let's see. Let's see how things are. Like, I know she's in it to win it, but we saw the previews and I don't think she's as naive as we might think she is. I think she's naive, but I think when reality confronts her, 
she's not a pushover. She will stand up and, and, and fight back, but it needs to really slap her in the face for her to realize what's going on. Yes, and that's fine. Sometimes we all need that. A little bit. So then Usama's sister, Asma, comes in. Ooh. No gift for her. I think she did. I just don't think they showed it because what came next? Oh, boy. It was a little, a little juicier, and that's something we all were speculating about. We all were like, I was just talking to some of you guys, our friends, about, like, damn, what's Usama's endgame? I know. and I Well... I thought, okay, he's just trying to get on TV. He's trying to grow his audience. He mm. wants he wants to sell his artwork or get a little fame, which I think is still true. But there is a bit there's a bit more of a devious. Oh yeah, end game. And Oof. the way the way Dad he kind of just comes out of nowhere and says it. Right, he's just like, I'm happy to hear Osama will be going to the U.S. Yeah, so Debbie. Dad is like thanking Debbie. He's like, well, thank you. Thank you for all this. And thank you for bringing Usama to the U.S. so he can have better future and make Mm -hmm. some money. And Debbie's like, actually, I'm here to stay. I have all my suitcases. We're staying in Morocco. Usama's not going to the U.S. And everyone's like shocked. And Asama's like, "Uh, we always talked about leaving. I know. That was very interesting response yeah was, was it a concerned sister oh hey uh, hey brother it's always been your dream to get out of this small town or was it you're going and you're supposed to bring me with you yeah i don't what's know what's the we i don't know well i guess them growing up are always thinking oh they want more from life yeah that's maybe it but I cannot full, I can partially relate. I cannot fully relate because I'm from the Czech Republic. A lot of Czech people just don't leave. They just stay where they are and they love it, right? I wanted to leave, but I wanted to leave to explore and travel and kind of expand my horizons. Yeah. I never planned to leave for good. It happened, but it wasn't my plan. But I wanted to. I wanted to explore and experience and travel the world, right? Maybe that's what they're talking about, too. Not maybe necessarily, let's get out of Morocco, but maybe, like, let's get out there and see what we can do. Although, Usama makes it sound like, I want to go to the U.S. Right. To there's, get a better life. There's other places you can go besides the U.S. Like, you as a European, not only could you go to Prague, but you could go to so many other cities. Me as a European, Yes. In Morocco, there's bigger cities than... There are, but it, it's a little different. Tennessee. I don't think it's as advanced, well, as other countries. It's not New York City. And it's not Europe. Sure, sure. So Debbie's a little surprised by this. She's not thrilled that this has just come out. She feels like, well, maybe we need to talk because I do not like that there are seemingly secrets. Yes, and she has a strange feeling. She's like, this is new. So... Cut to later in the day. Deb has forgotten about Usama's plans to to use her for a green card. And she's just fired up to be at the family farm and see a real-life donkey. She's got a new friend. And they all want to see Miss Debbie. And, oh my gosh, she starts singing to the donkey. Debbie's a donkey whisperer. I love that. <laughs> you gonna let... You gonna let Miss Debbie ride you? You gonna let Miss Debbie? 
She's like, I speak the language of donkeys. Usama, I want to ride a donkey. So I was like, we have to paint. The sun is going to go down. Get your ass there. And Debbie's She's like. She's like, I'm riding the donkey. She jumps up on the donkey. And then like a drunk girl at a country bar trying to ride the bull, she just slides off. <laughs> Nothing happened. She's okay. The donkey's okay. This was the most surprise. Forget about Usama trying to pull a fast one on her and get to the States. The most surprising thing in this entire segment is that she didn't break a bone, sprain an ankle. Very true. I think uh, the donkey seemed pretty low. Okay. All right. Maybe she drinks her milk. Maybe. Yeah, calcium. So they sit down, <laughs> they start painting, and Debbie needs to sing and hum. She needs to whistle while she works. Teresa. Yeah. Clearly Osama can't concentrate. Osama's head down right now, trying to but, get to work. But... What we're witnessing right now, the two of them sitting and painting, that's what I thought. Like, okay, I can get behind this relationship anyway. This is what I'm doing. What are you talking about? It looks like community service. It looks like Usama's like, uh, her husband died, and now Usama's doing community service and going to take this old lady out to paint. But that's what I'm saying. Companionship. That, Companionship. I never thought that they're in love and they're going to be banging like rabbits. Okay. I Rabat. always said. Present. Rabat. <laughs> Banging like robots. I always it's said that joke. this is companionship. Yes, guys, this is John's Moroccan joke. <laughs> I thought they there must be something more than just friends. Maybe like love, but love for each other as a friend, mm-hmm. especially from Usama. And for Debbie, she's like, should I t- I'll take this? This is fun. But I saw them doing this, living in Morocco, doing art. Right? Painting, being inspired. Oh, you're such a romantic. Well, they, Osama ruined it for me uh-huh. entirely. And I think the whole internet now hates him. Oh, yeah. So Debbie wants to talk and figure out what's next for them. And Osama's like, well, it's time to create. It's not time to discuss. But Debbie's like, no, we need to figure out. Are we getting an apartment? Where are we going to live? And she pushes this. Because she needs to know. Yeah. And Usama loses his mind. He's like, the plan is to ride the donkey and paint. That's the plan. The plan (laughs) is not to talk about the plan. We rid the donkey, now we paint. And Debbie's like, but when I talk about the future and security, you, you always say later. We'll talk later. And maybe what if we just... Look at apartments online later. Would that would that be okay? Maybe maybe we can do that. And Usama goes, okay, we can do that. Not enough. That doesn't satisfy Debbie because she's confused. How come we could have all these great conversations over the phone? We can have all these great conversations via text, but when we're in person, it's totally different. And this was the straw that broke the donkey's back, Teresa. Yes. And Usama's like, like you, you have like a mental sickness? Ooh. Debbie's like, what? What the heck, man? You think I'm mentally ill? That was so, like, that came out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. What I think is that Usama keeps saying later, because he thinks she's going to club with her slippers, as we say in Czech. Oh, when no. you club your slippers, yeah, you it means need you, to translate means you this. go. But you die. You pass? Yeah, when, when you, you clap, clap your, yeah, you, you, cl- you, you, like, you, your last club with your slippers. <laughs> like Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz? What, did, what? I've never, I've never she, seen that. She clicks her heels together and then, boop, transported. Oh, you zaklepesh papuchema. Oh, why don't you just say that? <laughs> you clap your slippers. Like, 
And it means like you pass. Interesting. Interesting. I think. I, I think you're probably right. Slippers or no slippers. And so Debbie's like, well, all right. I want to talk about serious things. You want to say I'm crazy? And Osama goes, all right, you want to talk about our plan? You come here, then bring me to the USA. I'll go to work there, and we can guarantee our future there. And from this day, I will never change it. If you don't accept it, we can stop arguing. What? This was a complete 180. I saw it coming from day one. I didn't. Not that brash. Yes, I was going to say. I, I. Obviously, I thought that this might be an option and most likely will be an option, but I more more thought that it's just going to be like, okay, they'll live in Morocco, pain, and clearly the age difference and the cultural difference is going to kill the relationship, whatever you call it. I did not expect this. Yeah. So two thoughts about this approach and reaction. Mm -hmm. One, sort of in... Usama's defense, he never thought or was going to let Debbie live there permanently from the minute she touched down. The first meeting, the first dinner they had, he was like, yeah, you're going to go home in a couple months. So, so he never, ever told her that she was living there permanently. She's, she's come before and hung out and gone home. So he probably assumes that's what's going to happen this time. Hmm. My second thought is this seemed... Like he just swung for the fences and just threw this on her all at once. No baby steps, no planting seeds that he would go to the States. Not saying it was a pot, right? It was just all this like, here's the plan. I'm coming to the U.S. So had he brought it up before and she was like, no, not going to happen. And then he was just trying to make it happen and finally just blurted it out because why wouldn't he just plant seeds? Like maybe we could live in the U.S. Oh, I'd love to come to the U.S. No, he just blurts it out. Well, I'll tell you this, Usama, the paperwork would not get approved. Maybe if she adopted him. Maybe if she adopted him. But I don't see the... U.S. Department of uh, USCIS Immigration approving this marriage, especially after seeing this. Usama, even if you were trying to plant the seed, you really did not plant it well. Yeah. So we got our answer. What Usama's endgame was here. I think Debbie should pack her suitcases and leave. And does she take the painting kit back or does she leave it for dad? I think she should leave it leave it to dad. Okay. I mean a little parting gift. Maybe she wants to bang the dad. Maybe bang the dad once. Paint Debbie like one of his Moroccan girls and then <laughs> say love you. All right. That is Debbie and Usama and the donkey. And the donkey. Should we take a quick break? We will tell you about our sponsor for this episode and then we'll come right back. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. We'll be back in a second. And we're back. Hello, Jonathan. Hello, Teresa. Are you ready to talk about stars number two? I'm ready to talk about Randy. Rishi, Jen, <laughs> Randy, and Myra. Yeah, Myra, Myra, who it is? Maybe next week I'll have a, a deep dive on Myra. Myra seems like a nice friend. She seems too normal for this group. Too normal. But she's trying. She's trying to get in there and mix it up. Yeah, but not too... She's not too hard. She's just there. Well, compared to Randy, no one's going to. Randy wants to add another credit on her IMDb. I mean, she hasn't had anything in the last 10 years. 
Oh, so well, yeah, she's definitely looking. It's it's about time. She's Randy. definitely looking for that SAG card. Yeah. So okay, we we pick up where we left off. Remember, Jen left the table at this restaurant. She's pissed because she found out Rishi's family's trying to find him a wife. Right. Yes. So Rishi's at the table with Randy and Myra, and it's getting awkward. So Randy goes, I think someone needs to check on Jen, Rishi, and I'm kind of surprised you haven't done it. So I'll do it. So I'll go do it. And she goes, she sees Jen, and Jen's like, I came here to get the truth. I'm clearly not getting it. And Randy says, well, why don't we go somewhere else so we can collect ourselves, we can chill out and and figure out where to go from here. Yeah, and Myra comes too, and she's a friend. She's a friend. I don't, I don't, maybe I don't understand what Randy is suggesting, but how are you going to figure out what's happening away from Rishi? I think she's just saying, let's go away, let's chill, just girls, let's talk it through, and then see what we can figure it out, I guess. Okay, so they do. They go, they have a girls' night. And they, they're going to go enjoy themselves and enjoy India away from the Rishi drama. Okay. They called it the traditional Indian dance class. Uh-huh. I think this is the traditional Indian stripper dance class. See, I disagree <laughs> with you. I, I, these dancers were picking up dollar bills with their mouth, and it still seemed like less of a strip club than the place Rishi said wasn't a strip club. For some reason, this did seem more traditional than <laughs> Rishi and his buddy alone in a room with a girl coming out of a wall and dancing. Well, we didn't see her picking up money with her mouth, but I'm sure she did. That's true. But yeah, uh, we're learning a lot about the culture this but season. It's, but it's great. They have baskets on their heads, picking up money with their mouths. That's so unsanitary. So okay, what would you rather do? And I know the answer. Have a have a upholstered toilet seat or pick up cash with your mouth. Nothing. I would have an upholstered toilet seat. I could not. You, I think, and this that is probably incorrect. I've heard like a toilet seat is not the dirtiest surface. Oh, it like is. It's surprisingly not that dirty. I bleach our toilet seats once a week. Yeah, because I, bleach. I see what you do to the toilet and I'm glad you do bleach <laughs> it when you're done. That's not true. I just bleach it because it has germs. Even though it's you has, and I are the two people using it, I'm still creeped out by it. I really, I, and I, again, I could be spreading misinformation here. Yes, of course, there's germs on a toilet seat, but I think like your cell phone, I think money, I think it's got more germs than a toilet seat. Well, it depends what Kind of a toilet seat. Right. Is like it the a toilet gas seat? station, yeah. oh. bathroom off oh, the highway. Oh, we just highway. went to oh, a really nice one. It's beautiful. I needed to pee so bad and I really wanted a nice toilet. And we pulled in to a regular gas station. Nothing too fancy. It wasn't Bucky's. Mm-hmm. But the toilet was amazing. It's beautiful. Moving on. It's beautiful. So, okay. They finish the, the dance and they sit down to talk. And Jen says, Rishi has been texting me. He wants to sit down with his family. He wants us to all talk. And now everyone's changing their tune. Now, like, Myra's like, oh, maybe Rishi's just not good with his words. Maybe maybe he wasn't trying to be deceitful. Maybe he just couldn't communicate. And Jen's like, yeah, yeah, I think we should all go to the family's house and figure things out. Maybe, maybe Rishi wasn't doing anything shady. Mm-hmm. So Randy hasn't been on the screen for three seconds so she goes i have an idea <laughs> maybe we get a translator maybe we get a translator so we, we make sure there's clarity and which everyone, makes sense this makes sense 
and everyone thinks this is a good idea. So Jen goes, don't you think it's interesting that Rishi is all about us coming over and talking to his family, but he doesn't want to tell his family about the engagement for another two months? Well, Randy's got a plan. Let us tell him. This is straight out of a script she probably auditioned for back in the 90s. (laughs) Well, I know Rishi's set on August 2nd, but how would you feel if we told his family about you guys? And... I'm surprised that Jen likes it. But I think Jen likes it because she's almost like, oh, that was my idea. This is not on me. I cannot control my friends. So you do you guys, wink, wink. Jen likes it because this is this is a, a bunch of high schoolers. And this is what you did. This is what, Forget high school. This is what you did in middle school. Uh, Mike, ask Jen. Ask Jen if she likes me. Why don't you ask her, right? How do you do it for yourself? <laughs> Well, you're in middle school. I get it. You're shy. But you guys are 40 years old. How about you do it yourself? Jen likes it because she's a middle schooler. Well, I think Jen likes it because she's torn between respecting Rishi and his culture and freaking wasting her time for three years and needing to find out what's going on, whether she should pack her bags, go back home with her friends because Mm -hmm. it's a long flight and Mm -hmm. you can use a friend. Or if she should stay as they plan because the wedding is going to happen. So I kind of understand, but at the same time, I'm, I almost would want to be like, you know, guys, you do you, but don't tell me. Uh-huh. Like, I don't want to know about it. I don't want to be part of it. But if you decide to do it, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like how Randy's like, this is good. This is a loophole. This would be a loophole because <laughs> someone else would be telling the family, not him, not you. This is a good loophole. And this is probably now a good time to bring up that I am a certified interventionalist. I've gone through extensive training to be able to deliver difficult news to people. I thought that interventions are just a fun way to tell someone they're being dumb. But it's like a friend thing, isn't it? It is if your only experience with interventions is how I met your mother. Okay. <laughs> That's exactly what I was talking about. The irony, though, like the only person here that needs an intervention is Randy. Somebody's intervening and keep her from stirring the pot. Yeah, I think she's getting too into it all, into her intervention is it all. <laughs> she's going off script. She's like, here's how we do it. We say, good news, mom, your son's not addicted to drugs. It's not anything illegal. <laughs> sure, he may lie about going to the strip club once in a while, but here's the truth. He's just in love with an older woman. And Jen's like, this is a great idea. I think this is a great idea. I mean, if you, it's, if you it's, give not, me a, it's not bad. If I, you give me a speaking part, I'm on board. I kind of like her approach of, I'm not, I'm not saying she's going to say you're, your son doesn't do drugs, but hit them with something really bad that he doesn't do. And then no! be like, no. you, can, you can be like, okay, here is, here is the good thing. Your son doesn't have three kids with three different women he's not married to. He's just in love with an older woman he's engaged to. Isn't that much better You should for a mom? No, because you're still positioning like it's a bad thing. You're comparing Rishi in love with Jen to a bad thing. You're saying it's bad, but it's not this bad. How about it's not bad at all? How about it's beautiful? How about he found love in a hopeless place? You clearly don't know how to do interventions. I'm not a certified interventionalist, Theresa. <laughs> Isn't it interventionist? Maybe. Or interventionalist. I don't know. I thought it was made up until I researched it. So you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> the the whole thing is out of control. It's so good. But it's fantastic for us as viewers. I love it so much. And I'm going to love this even more because... 
Jen's getting ready, picking out an outfit, which I didn't do not like. What is she wearing? It looks like a cloth. I, it probably is. I didn't. It's like a it's like an orange cloth with the jeans, but I don't think those are real jeans. It's oh kind boy. of like a very baggy. She looks like a. What she should like she? Friend. What should she wear? Like in a this? nice, like another version of a nice Indian outfit. But this, I don't like this. Orange is not her color. Was this a traditional? The, I think attire? the blouse might have been, and then she tried to mix it up with her like beige jeans, which mm. is like. No, I don't like it. Just go, go, go in the end, but go your way of in the end. So okay. you show somebody spec. I liked what she was wearing last time. I okay. thought it was nice. Okay. All right. All right. Um, Orange would, is if, if not could, the new black for Jen. If we could see the guy from the dress shop auditioning it, maybe we would <laughs> like it more. You got to see it on someone else first. Well, I don't, I, I actually think it doesn't even matter what she's wearing because She's going to bring Bindia, the translator. Hello. Who Hello, is Bindia. beautiful. Beautiful. Where do they find these women? Very Every beautiful. ancillary character this season is stunning. She has a vibe. Who Us- else is stunning? Usama's sister is great looking. Usama's uh, sister? Naran is great looking. Who's Naran? Uh, Jen, uh, Nicole's friend in Egypt. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, Now, names. Bindia. All these women. Stunning. Bind- Bindia, it's like. <laughs> stunning. Uh, been to India, Bindia. Bindia done that. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make any sense. So <laughs> What are you talking about? Her name is like, I've been to India. Call me Bindia. I'll bend you over and show you a good time. <laughs> How about that, Teresa? Uh, All right. I feel like this is probably offensive at some point. That's fine. Um. So, yeah. I guess. Uh, you, don't you don't, don't Call judge in. us. Call <laughs> I mean, my name is a bathroom. So What, what are, are you talking do? about? The John? What? <laughs> You've never heard this? In America, they call the I bathroom. I need to use the bathroom because I keep laughing oh, so you hard. Do? I thought you were going to say like a John Astol. No, <laughs> oh, Porta John, though. In America, and don't ask me why, they call a toilet the John. <laughs> like your grandma, well, if your grandma was American, she'd be like, oh, I got to use the John. No. I bet you Debbie uses the John. I bet you no. Debbie goes to the John. Yeah. I, I hate when people say, oh, I'm going to have a cup of Joe. That's horrible. I hate that, too. You think a John? I hate that. That doesn't make any... Neither of those make Our sense. Are people at least use, use John with an H? Yes, it's John oh, with good. an H. Good. Yeah. No, one's, no one's using the Jonathan. Don't try to bleach me, <laughs> Teresa. <laughs> I think I need to go Dude, to the bathroom. Right. This is going to be a first. We're going to pause for the cause, and we'll be right back. All right, we're back. I just used a John. <laughs> uh, so uh, you you going to the bathroom gave me time to research why it's called the John. Okay. Supposedly, the toilet was invented by Sir John Harrington. Oh. And the term John referring to toilet is a reference to that. It gets more comical. Okay. Thomas Crapper is often credited <laughs> with the invention of the toilet, but there were many toilets created before him, even flushing ones. He is credited for being an accomplished plumber in England. That's why you say, oh, that's why you say crap. I think maybe. Hmm. Yeah. But the John Sir John Harrington. So that's what Google says anyways. Well, I just used the John that I bleach once a week and it was beautiful. It was a beautiful experience. Beautiful. All right. Let's get back to this shit show, (laughs) which is Jen and Randy talking to Bindia. Jen's like, all right, let me tell you what's going to happen here. Not sure how this is going to go down, but it could come out when we meet the family that we're engaged. So I want you to be prepared for that. I want you to be prepared for anything. Poor Bindi is like, I've never translated anything like that. And she's like, do you want me to translate like 
everything, like everything. word for word. <laughs> everything. And Randy goes, and by the way, that news, it might come out by us. So don't be surprised. Be, be ready for anything out there. Well, I'm curious to see Bindia translating this crap show. Uh-huh. Yeah. Shit show. There's a shit show. Shit show. All, All right. right. All right. Next on the list, Isabel and Gabe. So I'm just going to go ahead and call this whole thing, since we're using the term. A shit show? Bullshit. Yeah, as well, let's start with this. Back to our home state. Gabe is, yeah, not bragging. Back in Florida. <laughs> He's with his mom and sister, Marie and Monica, right? They don't know the reason Gabe is back, right? They're like, oh, something's wrong between you. Huh? What? You don't text or call your family before you hop on a plane and fly to another country and be like, hey, I'm coming back. And they're like, oh, why? Okay, so I still don't, that's one of the reasons I call bullshit. The other reason is I don't understand they knew he was moving to Colombia permanently. This is called 90 Day the Other Way. Why would it be a shocker that they're getting married if he's moving there permanently? But it's not a shocker. Here's why it's crazy. They are not shocked. And I'm pretty sure when Monica drove him to the airport the first time, they talked about him getting engaged potentially if her parents will accept him, right? There was a, there was a lot of things he had to accomplished right yeah, yeah so the monica and maria are not shocked they're not shocked but but, but they're like why didn't you tell us and gabe's response is like well because you would you would say that i rush into things and i almost feel like he thinks that if he told them in advance they would try to talk him out of it oh okay is that really a reason for not telling someone? They might think I'm crazy. Up oh, there goes crazy Gabe again. That's the reason you're not telling your family that you're going to get married because they might think you're doing something silly? Well, imagine if you were thinking of marrying me after four weeks that we spent together in person, would you really tell your parents before you were going to pop the question or would you probably tell them after so you actually have something to tell them if you didn't even know if you can tell them that... I'm going to say yes, you wouldn't know what's going on. I I would probably say, hey, I'm moving to the Czech Republic to yeah. be with Teresa. And if all goes well, yeah. Like, obviously, if I'm moving to another country, you see that I'm serious about this and that there's a future for us. I just think they, they need drama and they're trying to create it by by this whole marriage mystery. Well, so your parents knew you were going to pop the question. Yes, I told I you were showering upstairs yeah. and I told my parents that I was going to do it. And they they did love it. So excited. Oh, They came but, over, they hugged me and my mom got emotional. It was beautiful. Oh, and I wasn't, I missed it. Then you were in the shower and you came down and everyone had to pretend like they didn't know. And I didn't, <laughs> I didn't propose for weeks or months after that oh. but i was just giving them the heads up okay well I, and i think that's good i think that's how it should be but at the same time is it a necessity to tell your parents before you pop the question no. i don't think it is I, I think it's nice if you have a nice relationship with your family i yeah. think it's nice that you tell them yeah however i don't think it would be horrible like gabe that he didn't tell them i think it's fine i don't see it as a disaster i don't either but I am surprised that it, one, didn't come up, or two, he wouldn't tell them. Because you're moving to another country for this person. 
That's the, that's the big thing, right? I'm losing my, I'm losing my son. I'm losing my brother to another country. That's the big news. If you're okay, coming clean about that and being upfront and honest about that. The, oh, and by the way, we're going to make it legal that we're together is not the biggest deal. I just think that Monica, I, I don't even think Maria is that overprotective. She's like, Gabe, you should have told us we're happy for you. We support you. Right. Mm hmm. I think Maria is good. I think it's Marie. Really? I think so. Marie. Yeah, one, Marie. Of one of the other. Um, but Monica is the one who's like overprotective. And I get it on one hand. If apparently Gabe had bad experiences with women, that they didn't treat him well in the past, and he got tattoos that he had to get removed afterwards. Oh, yeah. This whole thing. So I get that Monica might be a little more overprotective of her brother however it's his life here's the other reason that i'm surprised that gay wouldn't share the news mom wants to meet isabel before they get married if you i guess if you did make your intentions clear then you could have given her a chance to oh let me come in and meet yeah your fiance before you guys get married because speaking of we find out they have a date yeah. They, they, in a month, right? Isabel's been busy planning this wedding while Gabe's been in Florida. Well, we first, we skipped over the, the great news is that he got his birth yes, certificate. he got his birth certificate. And he's ready to go back. Yes. And he's going to go back. And when he arrives, the clock will be counting down towards wedding day. And Isabel is taking care of everything, which is great. This is a this is a couple who knows how to delegate, not like Chris and Jamie or anyone. This couple's like, okay, well, while you're handling business in Florida, I'll handle business here in Colombia. Also, I think Isabel likes being in charge, so I yeah. think she's okay with this. And that actually makes Monica happy. Monica's like, I'm glad that Isabel has What's the what's the saying? Tough skin? No, hard skin, like an armadillo, like a sh shelled skin. Strong headed, like or no, something with a what's the same with the skin? A thick skin. Thick skin. Thank mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. She has thick skin, and she just doesn't doesn't take any shit without fighting for Gabe, because that's what he said she does. Like she would she would fight anyone for that relationship, and uh -huh. Monica likes it. However. Gabe is nervous because he thinks that Monica and Isabel will butt heads. Because they're both strong-headed. Yes. And because Monica has another idea for their relationship, which is getting a prenup. Monica thinks that might be wise. And Gabe disagrees. So here's the thing. They made it sound like he's loaded, and he might be. Um, he's got a successful business. It, yeah. It's I, a good idea if it was Shark Tank, I'd invest. I almost feel like in this case, maybe he should get a prenup because it's very quick. And if you're, if you're going with something like a business into a marriage, I think it's smart if you protect yourself, especially a marriage that you didn't spend that much time together. It's not like, oh, we've been together for 10 years and now we're tying the knot. Here's the only reason I would... Disagree with that. Okay, maybe he does have a ton of money in the bank from this business. If he does, okay, sure, let's talk about it. But if it's if if they're protecting, although I guess a prenup just protects what you had before the yeah. marriage, because he's incapable of running this business in Colombia without 
Isabel. Yeah, but here's the thing. And we don't have a prenup because we didn't have anything when we got married. Mm-hmm. But let's say you ha- you own a successful business okay. and you told me you want to get a prenup to protect what was before our relationship. I would understand. I would not think about it like, oh, you, you're doing this because you think we might break up. But I would think about it. Oh, you're doing this to protect whatever you build. Obviously, I would want our kids to be written into sure. that, right? Like they to be taken care of, if anything. But I wouldn't judge you if that's something you build on your own before me. I mean, it does put in the air that you're not 100% confident that this is going to work. And I would not want to marry someone who didn't think it's going it, to, today, as we stand at the altar, I'm 100% confident it's going to work. Sure, in a year, in two years, in three years, that could falter. But in the moment that you're exchanging vows, I want you to be 100% confident. Oh, 100%. And again, I, I would obviously, I would not want you to because it, it does ring a bell about, well, maybe he's not in it for real. But at the same time, if you said, hey, I spent 10 years on building this business, I just want to make sure if anything goes wrong in the future, because mm-hmm. you never know, that I'm not going to lose it all, I would not judge you. And it would, would I question that maybe you're thinking that this might not work? Yeah. But at the same time, I, I would I would accept that you worked hard on something and you just want to protect it. I, I also, listen, we have we don't have a prenup. We don't have anything that requires a prenup. But I would hope that I wouldn't marry someone that if things did go sideways and we split, that I wouldn't want them to be taken care of. And I guess you can write that into a prenup. So that's Yeah, and that's what I meant. I'm not saying like, oh... You would be like, okay, we divorce, you get nothing. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, Not you m- maybe you can say, well, the business will stay in my name because yeah. it's my business, but I will take care of you. Like something like this. If you, if you, if it's a very successful business, it's something you worked hard on. Again, it would raise a question for me. Absolutely. Yes. But would I judge it? No. I would be like, if it's something you worked hard for, I can't get my mind behind it. That's fair. All right. So new day. The paperwork's all set, as we said. The wedding day is two weeks away. It's time for Gabe to head home, head to the airport. Monica's driving, and they're talking about the wedding. Monica wonders, Gabe, do you have cold feet? Gabe doesn't, but he does say as it gets closer, maybe I will. And Monica's like, well, that's okay. If you do, if I I was going to tie myself to someone legally and financially, I'd be nervous too. Well, here's the thing. Now I feel like he should get a prenup because I, I don't know, you, you speak for yourself. I didn't get cold feet for even a second. No. I was all in since I swiped right and I still am all in. I never thought twice about, oh, I'm getting married. Oh, I'm going to be with one man forever. It's like, no. I was like, oh my gosh, best thing ever. Getting cold feet, dude, maybe you should get a prenup. If he if he had cold feet, yes. In his defense, he says not currently, maybe when it gets closer. No one can predict the future. I probably wouldn't have put that out there. I'd say, no, I don't now and I don't expect to. As I'll, just have, I'll get more excited. I won't get more nervous. But yes, if you have the inkling of cold feet, well, you probably shouldn't get married. Yeah. And I don't even understand cold feet. That's another thing we should probably have to look up. <laughs> I think it just means like, oh, oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, cold feet. But hmm. Monica says, well, 
the prenup? Yeah, give that any more thought? And Gabe says no. And Monica says, well, that's stupid. You want it to work out, but you don't know. So that's why you signed the dotted line. Well, true. True, true. She, but- the, the only thing she's basing it on is Gabe's track record. Yeah. Which is all I guess she can do because she hasn't met Isabel. And again, she's overprotective, but... Monica definitely has an interesting choice of words when she's like, well, Gabe usually goes for women who are needy, jealous, and a bit stupid. So prenup would be about right. Here's my question. If Gabe was marrying a woman in the States, do you think Monica would be as vocal about the prenup? Yeah? I think, listen, Monica's boyfriend or husband is the one who keeps putting and removing tattoos from Gabe or covering (laughs) because he dated someone and it didn't work out. So I feel like if you have a sibling that went through multiple failed relationships and keep making the same mistakes, you probably want to vocalize it a little bit. Yeah. Um, Do you think the family, you think Monica Marie has like FaceTimed? I think Isabel. so. Oh, they, like, must they must have. They must met. have met. They must have met. Virtually, but it's different. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Next on the list is Nicole and Mahmoud. Nicole learned how to light the stove. What a story arc. And Mahmoud hates Nuran. <laughs> yeah. Hates Nuran. And I hate Mahmoud for doing this. He's basically like, your friends are no good. I, if you want to hang out with people, I'll tell you who you can hang out with. It's because her friend has a fresh, westernized mind that Mahmoud doesn't want Nicole to have. Uh-huh. Hey, Mahmoud, she already has that mind because she was born and raised in the U.S. So it's Nicole not like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's not like, oh, Nuran's going to put ideas in right. her head. Like, Nicole right. has these ideas. That's why you fight all the time. Right. No, if anything, the Naran would show Nicole, here's like the happy medium. Yeah. Here's here's Western ideology and how it can exist in Egypt. Well, Mahmoud is like, no, absolutely fucking not. Let's let's have Nicole hang out with Fatima, who seems to be happy, who seems to be embracing all this happily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is not true either, but okay. Yeah, as much as someone with Stockholm Syndrome can enjoy their life. Yeah, but they go out to buy some live chickens. This was the most fun that I've seen. Like, forget anything we've seen Nicole and Mahmoud do. Nicole and Fatma together hitting the streets, just a couple ladies on the mm-hmm. town. This is the most fun I've seen Nicole have all season. Nicole is like, this is a different farmer's market. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they look for chickens. They look for vegetables. They get everything they need. They they got their haul. They're walking hand in hand, bag yeah, and bag and bag. It's beautiful, and and so Nicole wants to get a little insight and talk to Fatma about how long it took for you to be independent. How long did it take for you to be able to shop for yourself? A year. One year, which is pretty fast, considering that she didn't know the language, didn't know the culture. I mean, Fatma's smart. Fatma, I think, has a knack for language. This is, she's at least trilingual, right? She's adaptable. Yeah. She she is not Nicole. So if it took Fatma a year, it would take Nicole ten. That's very true. But I think it's I think it's up to you how much you want it. Like 
I would consider when I moved to the U.S., my English was really bad. I almost feel like I didn't speak English. Mm-hmm. I did. I was able to go to the store. It was freaking painful because I didn't understand. But it was hard. But I wanted it so bad. I wanted to understand so bad. I wanted to go to school so bad. that I was working hard. And it's, it was hard. It's been hard. I still have my moments, right? So if Nicole really wanted it and wanted to embrace the culture, I can see her doing it in a year. Maybe not a fluent Maybe she wouldn't be fluent, but she would be able to do things. I just don't think, and we know it, she doesn't want to embrace it. She wants to go back to the U.S., so it would take her forever. Yeah, and she has nothing but time. While yeah. she, she finally learned how to light the stove. Okay, yeah. so next, learn learn the, the culture a yeah. little bit. Learn to embrace the culture, learn how to shop, learn how to be Duolingo, Nicole, Duolingo. Duolingo. So, yeah, if she wanted to, she totally, she could be more she could be further ahead than she is and that goes for you too that does go for me and it goes back and you're to, slacking I'm, I'm definitely slacking we, our plates are a bit full right now but well 10 minutes a day 10 minutes a day 10 minutes to- a day if you have like um 10 minutes <laughs> <laughs> if i have 10 minutes I have of 10 your minutes. time yeah then you you should do it i thought you liked it it all it, it's exactly what you said it is how much you want it and yes. The first time I went to check, I wanted it real bad. I wanted to be able to show up. I wanted to be able to touch down and check and speak a little bit of the yeah. language. And so I was very invested in learning it. Then after I went and everyone was impressed, I said, all right, well, I learned what I need to learn. But it's true. I need to continue to learn more. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm still learning English. I just learned why they call it the John, Teresa. <laughs> all right? Give me a I break. mean, I, I just learned that too, so you're not alone. The more you know. So, all right. So, yes, as you said, Nicole doesn't even want to stay in no. Egypt. She wants to go back to the States. And Well, she's asking F- Fatima if she misses China. If she's like, oh, and Fatima does. Which of I was surprised. Which, okay. I mean, you probably miss Czech once in a uh, while too. I do, but it's, I miss it. It's different. I don't miss, I love Czech. I love the country, but I, do I miss the country? No, I miss the people and, and the, the food. The more telling question would have been to ask Fatma. I, I'm calling her Fatma. You're calling her Fatima. I think it's, it's spelled I, Fatima. I think it's pronounced Fatma. Well, last One of time us you were right. wrong about Juan. So That's very true. Oh, that's very true. I'll never live that down. Juan. Um, Fati- I think it's Fati. I don't know. So when you go to the bathroom in Mexico, you go to Juan. Really? It's John. Oh. Anyways. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh, the, the more telling question would be to ask, do you wish you were living in China? Do you wish you lived in China or do you miss China? Mm. Because they're two very different things. Yeah, that's true. Right? Well, she misses China, right? That's what we know. She at yeah. least misses it. And. Yeah. So Nicole's like, well, yeah, I miss the States. I want to live in the States. And Fatima's like, well, what about Mahmoud? And Nicole says, he should come with me. Well, Fatima thinks that, okay, uh, they she thinks they should live in Egypt for like a year or two. And I kind of agree. Like, try it. Like, give it a shot. See if you can make it. And if not, and you... If you want to be with Mahmoud, I should have added. If you really want to be with Mahmoud, right? Mm-hmm. Give it a shot, maybe a year. If it's really not working out, then try the U.S. But here is my my take on this. She doesn't want to live in Egypt. No, of course not. And she not. does not want to be with Mahmoud. Ooh. I don't know. I think if Mahmoud 
went along with everything she wanted him to do and allowed her to live her life freely, she would like it. I don't think that's what would happen. She thinks, oh, yeah, coming to the, it'll be a good opportunity for him. If he doesn't like it, we could try something else. Mahmoud isn't okay with New Cairo. He's not going to be okay with New York. Absolutely. Or LA. There's no chance that he's going to be okay with that lifestyle. So New Day, Mahmoud is taking the call somewhere he's never let her go before. And this says a lot about Mahmoud because he's taking her to an animal shelter to look at cats. And Nicole is like, yeah, I was like thinking of getting a cat or a dog. And Mahmoud is like, absolutely not dogs. Don't, I don't <laughs> like dogs. And that says it all. He's a cat. He's a cat person. He's a purely cat person. Guys, I like cats. So I'm not saying, don't call in. I think if you like both, I'm fine with that. But if you're a purely cat person who dislikes dogs, who dislikes dogs? Oh, if you dislike dogs. He dislikes dogs. Yeah. Well, I could see not wanting to live with a dog, but dislikes. Oh, I would love to, but they're a little more rowdy, needy, rambunctious. They love you. Sure. Cats don't care. Well, they, you got to work for their affection. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, they they show up at the shelter. It says a lot about Nicole that she says, I don't know if we're going to stay in Egypt or I'm going to stay in Egypt. So I don't know if we should get a cat. Like that's at least responsible. Well, because she probably packed her bags already. Mm -hmm. She's like, I have no space for a cat. I know I can't fly with a cat. So that's at least responsible. She could have taken it home for the day and played with it and then left. But she goes, we need to talk because I, I don't, I don't know if I'm, I'm ready to stay. If I'm ready to leave, I've been struggling to tell you, but I think I need to go home. But she invites him to come with her. Unlike a lot of people on 90 Day, Mahmoud is not on board. He's like, well, I don't really want to live in the U.S. Yes and no. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. But sort of the the reality that Nicole has about her leaving, so let's not get a cat. Mahmoud has about the spousal visa. Well, uh, I haven't gotten approved for the spousal visa, so why are we even talking about you leaving and bringing me to the States right yeah. now? It's not a reality right now, so it's, there's nothing to talk about. Well, it, it is reality for Nicole because she's like, well, how about I go and set up the apartment, get everything going, and then if you can, you can come. Yeah. I think probably deep down, Mahmoud realizes their relationship is not strong enough for him to uproot his life and move to a new country. He just can't say that because Nicole uprooted her life mm-hmm. and moved to a new country. Yeah. But he's he's not going to move. They're fighting every hour on the oh, hour. Yeah. And so it, he would be silly to to move. Agreed. All right. Two Ooh. more. Oh, boy. Oh. This, is, this is not good. This is this is the unsuccessful story. This is Chris and Jamie. Chris and Jamie. And this made me sad because first we see home, sweet home, Alabama, Alabama. That's right. I almost almost didn't say it. Should we tell our friends what we what we got in Alabama? What do you mean? What oh Guys, we went to Alabama and there was an ice cream store that was called Sweet Sweet Cone Cone, Alabama. Alabama. 
And Jen and I went there for a couple of scoops and we ended up spending $120 because John saw these tie-dye shirts so cool. with the logo, with a cone, but the ice cream is shaped as the state of Alabama and it says Sweet Cone Alabama and I love it. Well, I had to pay my respects to that pun. I had to pay my respects to that wordplay, so that's why. I saw that first place first. I was like, look, Sweet Cone Alabama. I know, but I saw the and shirts. And you were like, you're like, Teresa, you just want to <laughs> snack on ice cream. I'm like, no, Sweet Cone. I saw sweet the Sweet Cone, cone Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> um, oh, Sweet Cone. So we went the first night. It was some of the best ice cream I've ever had. So good. We did two scoops. Two we, scoops we each. Was, it we, was big. We treated ourselves. We yeah. indulged. And then we got a couple shirts. Yeah. It was $110. Dropped a 15% tip on them because I was like, well, this is crazy. I was like, why are you tipping on shirts? And then the next day, Teresa's like, I, we cannot eat Sweet Cone. Alabama, again, we had we had two scoops last night. We spent a lot of money. And I go, Teresa, they're clearly all retired now off the amount of money we spent there. Like, <laughs> they're not even in business anymore. They're all, they're <laughs> off enjoying their lives. Cut to eight hours later, Therese like, is like... I'm like seven beers deep. Therese is like, if we go to Sweet Corn, Alabama tonight, <laughs> <laughs> just one scoop. Okay, we just, well, I know, as I know I said we weren't going to go, but just one scoop tonight. Cut to a few hours later. After I had a couple of vodkas on top of that. <laughs> Two scoops, please. <laughs> hold the shirts. Oh, yeah. Hold the shirts, but two scoops. Yeah. Oh, it was delicious. So it good. was delicious. Check out Sweet Cone, Alabama. Check out Sweet Cone, if Alabama. You're in Orange Beach, Alabama, or I think there's one in Pensacola, Florida. Wow. Yeah. Go Check to the OG Alabama one, guys. If yeah. you are down there. Yeah. All right. So Chris and Jamie, Chris is with her mom at home. Chris, this is sad. Chris is either drunk or drugged or both because both. so slurred and slow. It's so different than when she gives her interviews. She's on something. Definitely. Or withdrawing also, from something or something. Her something. hat has like pet hair. Oh yeah. I forgot about the hat. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> so about it's that. a horrible hat and she needs to remove the pet hair. I f- I what, about what is this? What is she wearing? So we learn a lot about this, what I'll still call a relationship. All although right. I don't think we'll be calling it that for much longer. Well, I'm trying to, the way Chris paints Jamie just doesn't sink in with me. I don't see Jamie that way. I don't see her as the money villain. Oh, they're both at fault here. Yeah, but Chris is telling her mom... Who has these glasses with the trun? What do you call those lenses? The transition lenses. The transition lenses when they get dark when you're outside. Except if you watch Seeking Brother Husband, Elise's transitions, they're stuck in constant. Yeah, transition. I think they're just broken. I think they're broken. But Chris is telling her mom that, well, last time I sent her $1,000, it wasn't enough to pay her bills because she didn't have money for her gym membership. And mom is like, yeah, she's using you for the money. And Chris is like, she even she even was telling me she's gonna sell the necklace with my dad's ashes. <laughs> what what is what is the what is the going rate for a random person's ashes these days? I don't know, but if I bought something, I found out there's a dead person inside it. I don't know. That you I don't would know. Be pissed. Right. This so who knows if I even believe that story. But yeah, Chris sends money. It's not enough. Jamie gets mad. Jamie doesn't have enough money to live. And mom's like, I think Jamie's a user. And this is just confirming it more and more every day. And mom is like, 
Yeah, she she probably didn't have a good life before you. I mean, we saw Jamie before she, Chris. Seemed fine. She seemed fine. I don't know what kind of a life she had. Maybe she didn't have two boop pillows, but I think she was fine. I think she was fine. She yeah. Had, she had an internet connection. She was chatting up. Very true. Chris, I think, I think Jamie is using Chris, and I also think Chris offered to subsidize Jamie's lifestyle and said, like, you don't have to work. Well, that's what right? happened, yeah. So, but I also think Chris was, I don't know, on the, on the run from Alabama, trying to find a better life, trying, I don't know. Trying what, to get cheap drugs. Trying to get cheaper drugs. Try, who knows? But it seems like they were both up to up to no good. Well, then we see Jamie talking to Alex, her friend, yes. saying, well, this is what made me kind of sad because she's like, Chris has been in the U.S. for five months and basically she's telling Alex about all the issues and Alex is like, I told you so. And it's true. There were so many red flags, Jamie, but yet you went through through with it. Here's more examples of why they're both at fault. Jamie's like, Chris writes me once in a while. If I write back, she doesn't respond. Huh, if you write back, write back. You guys are both you guys are both treating each other. She's not writing you once she does, you don't respond. It's also this is like it sounds like a husband's at war. Well, <laughs> he writes me once in a while. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like, what do you want? How do you pick up a phone? What are you writing each other for? Maybe it was a poor translation, but Jamie also says that. Chris was the one who told her to quit her job because they're going to work on the business together that they never started. But then Chris left, started telling Jamie they don't have money. So Jamie's trying to find a job, but she can't because it's not that easy because she's Venezuelan. 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 Uh-huh. Thank you. And Chris doesn't see that. And right. I'm like... Why did you quit your job in the first place? If you had a business already going on, uh-huh. sure, you you put, what do you call it? You put carriage in front of the horse sure or did. the donkey. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you make complete sense because Jamie quit her job before Chris even went home, right? Yeah. So so Jamie saw that Chris was in Columbia not working and then was like, no, it seems like it makes sense if I quit my job even though no one's working. We don't have a food truck and no source of income. Well, Chris told her to quit her job. I believe Chris was like, yeah, you can quit your job. Yeah, but Chris is on drugs. Yeah, well, true. She's like, I'll take care of you and then we'll just get the business going and this is how we're going to make money. Worst case scenario, we sell my dad's ashes. It's like, huh? (laughs) But yeah, and Alex is like, I would have called it quits already and you should too. Well, Jamie wants to hear Chris out because hello, hello. Chris is coming. Oh, boy. For the ashes. Oh, boy. Yeah. So it's going to be a make or break trip when she arrives. Yes. All right. Oh, do we have one more? For one, we have Daniel and Johan. And oh boy. it's the day after Johan's birthday party. And Johan is apparently acting very childish because she's going on a romantic boat cruise with her ex. <laughs> so her husband is mad for like no reason in, yeah, Danny, in Danielle's eyes. Why would you ever get mad at me and my ex who used to just sling his dick at me are just going off on a romantic Especially cruise? Especially because the way Talon, Talon? That's the name you get right? <laughs> <laughs> Especially because the way Taylor describes Danielle is like, well, she was like the older sexual mentor <laughs> more than anything. 
And poor Johan. Johan has all the rights in the world to be pissed. <laughs> yes. All of them. Yes. So we learned Danielle and Talon met on the beach. And it was just like an extended booty call. Yeah, because they got stuck together during COVID. Yeah, he's a semi-pro basketball player. What does that even mean? Um, I don't know. I think there's a movie with Will Ferrell called (laughs) Semi-Pro. So I just imagine that. And they were just hanging and banging until Talon had to leave. Yeah, and Danielle's like, well, I had to go back to New York for my friend teaching job. It's like, well, you had to leave, Danielle. Let's just be honest. And Danielle's such an idiot. She's like, <laughs> I really just want, I want Johan to sit down and talk to you and like see you're not a threat. It's like, what are you talking about? This whole entire cruise, Talon was like, yo, baby girl. Like he was trying to bang you on that cruise. Yeah. He's like, yeah, like I, I, my relationship was more like sexual and like a spiritual mentor. She showed me how to, how to do well with money. Wait, what? I, I feel threatened by Talon and he's just on our TV. He's oozing sex, sexuality. He is, um, he reminded me of someone and I, not someone I know, like someone oh, I he, saw on TV. He reminds me of, I think it's Key, of Key and Peel. I don't know that. Oh. But he reminds me of someone. Peel my banana. But I, he definitely, I think he also, he also throws and kicks coconuts around to make his oh, life better. Oh, you think better. he's into that? I think so. Oh, I don't think he's into that. Because she's like, she's like. Danielle, she put me on the right path financially, spiritually, sexually, because she's an older woman. Oh, boy. Poor Johan. Poor Johan. And on top of all this, Talon is like, I don't think Johan is right for Danielle. Johan, I've been to New York. I lived in New York. It ain't worth it if you have to be there with Danielle. Yes. Tell you that much. Oof. Oof, oof. What an episode. What an episode. What an episode. I loved it so much. This season's out of control. I think it's got to be coming to a close soon. Eh. I would say a couple more and then the tell-all. I think so. I hope the tell-alls are good. It's going to be juicy. Oh, yeah. It's going to be absolutely juicy, especially between Chris Chris and and Jamie. Jamie. (laughs) There's a lot to unpack there. Oh, my gosh. All right. That's the episode, guys. Thank you for listening. Check us out on Instagram at MarriedToRealityPod. Join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash married to reality. Again, at the lowest level, it's ad free. You also get our once in a while. We just throw things up for the for all patrons. It doesn't yeah. matter what level you are. We do we do a, a love is blind after the altar for all patrons. And hopefully that's coming. Sometimes we just do random things for all patrons. You get the behind the scenes photos. Or random photos. Random photos. There's a photo of me hugging a penguin in Nashville. There's that photo. There's some other ones too. I think. Yeah. I forget. Um, Easter. So, Patreon.com. Yeah, the Easter photo. Patreon.com slash Married to Reality. Also, just make sure you're following the podcast wherever you're listening. So easy to do. You look down, you smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's as hot as the beautiful Clown Hunter review. <laughs> hey now. You made my day. Therese my and John are so funny. Love the dynamic of a married couple who do not always agree. Number one podcast. And then something about my Captain Sandy impression. It's horrible. We don't have to. <laughs> so that is it. Thank you, Clown Hunter. If you haven't left a review, please do. Be like Clown Hunter. Hunt those clowns. Leave those reviews. Yeah. All right. I've said it all. Have you said it all? I've said too much and I loved it. You sure? Remember when you took a bathroom break? Yeah, because I had to hit the John. Hit the John. Mm. All right. (laughs) I think we've definitely said it all. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.